Yes, you already know who it is. I am the senator. And this is a very special edition of your wrestling podcast because there's no Josh. There's no more than on this one. We are going to be recording later this week, talking about the week that just passed. But I had to get my guy on here. I had to get my guy all the way from Montreal out here. (laughs) And if y'all don't know who he is, I'm going to let him introduce himself. But you would recognize the voice if you ever listen to the chat room podcast because they he and his friend Nikki used to come on there once in a while. And then the chat room podcast, we had to we had to end that, not because of anything, it's just the fact that everybody got busy. COVID ended, the world opened up. It's mm-hmm. really hard to get everybody on a consistent basis to record, but you would hear this voice on the chat room podcast. So I'm gonna let him go and introduce himself, and then we're gonna jump in on some wrestling conversations. Yes, yes, yes. Um Clarence. From uh, Breakdown to Lowdown, um, that R&B podcast you heard us before. We did a couple of cool co- collabs with uh, Chat Room Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, the one behind uh, R&B, Rhythm and Brunch. Um, the coolest brunch, coolest and coziest brunch in Montreal. Uh, so, yeah, man. man I can't, yo, to be honest, big shout out to you because like uh, Off Air... We were saying that we were supposed to do that. It's been a minute. Yeah. You know me and wrestling, like, yo, anytime we talk about wrestling, I'm hyped. So I'm with it. <laughs> That's a fact. Like, here's the thing. When we when we did the collabs before, we were it was always just about music. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like we look on our Instagram story when there's a pay-per-view or something and one of us are posting something and then a combo yeah. happens from there. <laughs> and then, yeah. So now that we have like the, your wrestling podcast, which is on the fresh take network, shout out to them. I was like, yo, I got to get my guy on here, whether it's just me and him recording or bringing him on, on the actual pod with everybody else. But yeah, we got to make that happen too, man. We got to make oh, that happen too. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I'm real soon. Real soon. <laughs> I was looking at like either, when we're doing, depending on who shows up for our uh, end of the year recap, mm. if we can get, if, if, if there's too many people, then probably not that one, but I'm going to definitely bring you on to a few of those ones. Anytime, man, anytime I'm with it. But I wanted to get you on. I think it was last week's episode because AEW rolled through your city. Yes. And you got to go out. You got to go for both nights. You got to see everything. That was the headlines in the Dynamite with Edge and Christian Cage. Yeah, yeah. that was the main event. And then I know that they had a Brian Danielson match that they taped. Yeah, yeah, they they did. Uh, there was a Kenny um, Kenny Omega. Uh, Omega. So pretty much was a uh, you had a uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, you had a John Moxley against a uh, Rouge. You had um, damn. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it was like it. a whole week of things. Just to be honest, I'm mixing up all the matches because it was so it was so much wrestling yeah. in these days. So, but uh, Kenny Omega, a uh, Swerve, uh, Jay White mm. uh, appeared. Um, there was some cool matchups. To be honest, there was some cool matchups. 
So how was like the experience going going out to that? Like how was the crowd? I know there's been a lot of shots of AEW lately where the audience isn't looking as packed as it's supposed to be. But how was like the audience over in Montreal? The screens looked amazing for for Swerve's entrance. Um to be honest, it uh, okay. Like I'll tell you, um, the whole setup. Like Mo- Montreal. Like I don't know if you've ever been in like in a wrestling show in Montreal, mm-hmm. but you know the vibe. Montreal is a wrestling city, you know. Yeah. So, uh, if I go with the first night where you had um collision, it wasn't as packed. Mm. It wasn't as packed, so it's following a trend that pretty much you hear like uh, in um, the podcast on uh, online and everything. Um, so there was that. Then the other thing too. So pretty much it started with some dark matches from uh, ROH. Um, I don't know if you're following ROH, but um, I've been. You know, I haven't followed it in a long time. Like I think the last of the matches that I watched from there was when they actually came to Calgary in the summertime. So I went okay. out to okay. I went out to that show, and they taped ROH. Then they did the live collision. Exactly. So that that's pretty much yeah. how it happened. So they um they started with the dark match from ROH. Then they started the taping of Collision, um, and then after that, uh. There was a couple of uh, dark matches after that. Oh, okay. then on Wednesday it was a uh, dynamite. So it was dynamite. So they pretty much followed the same blueprint. They started with some dark matches, and then they started with dynamite. And then after that, they're starting a taping of um... rampage. Was it rampage? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then after that, they did two extra uh, dark match. So that's how it went. But the difference between the two days, uh, Wednesday, it was definitely more packed for Dynamite than um, Collision. It's my biggest my biggest question when it comes to AEW always is, are they trying to expand too quickly? Like they started off, they had the AEW Dark show that was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then on TV, you had Dynamite and Rampage. And then they got a TV deal for Collision. So that they dropped Rampage. I mean, dropped out Dark. But then they bought ROH. So then you have ROH, Dynamite, Rampage, Collision. And sometimes it feels like it may have been too quickly for that expansion. But the it, roster is so big. But that's the thing. I think that, um, well, me, I think there's way too many shows. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's, I think, to be honest, I think they could drop Rampage or switch it up with Rampage. Um, Collision does its thing. But at the end of the day, it's like the main show is Dynamite. I think they should have focused a little bit longer just on Dynamite. But it just at one point, they were um, on pace to sign pretty much everybody because that was like the alternative to WWE at that time. They were like in their prime, I would say the first three to four year. The past year was 
so so but i think first of all yeah there are way too many shows um i think that um it doesn't kill to to go to smaller arena to be honest Yeah. 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 Yeah.
to the point where when people are hearing that the ticket sales aren't selling as much, it gravitates because people, wrestling fans, a lot of wrestling fans are 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 smart fans. Mm. So they're they're getting the notifications or they might be looking it up online and all that stuff. When they're seeing that the when they're seeing these pictures of the crowds not being there, it's kind of like, all right, so if they come to my city, cool. Like but you know the thing the thing too is uh because like I go to, as much as I can like anytime it could be yeah. WWE or whatever like I, I go to a wrestling show even if it's like a indie type of show where it's like a hundred a hundred people crowd or two hundred like from like the sixteen thousand from WWE like I still I, I still attend but my thing is that the fan plays a big they play a big role you know so. Collision, they didn't have a bad, they didn't have a bad car. They yeah. had a good car. But uh, I felt like certain people in the crowd, like around me, like we were not as into it. I'm not talking for everybody, but yeah. I'm talking about like I was paying attention to my section. They were not really into it compared to dynamite. Like it was definitely more crowded, and the crowd would get into it, you know? But the crowd, um, I don't know. They gotta, they gotta find a solution regard regarding that. Um, I don't think it was bad neither to stay to certain market. Is it brings you back to you know like territory days, <laughs> where like they would work on like key markets and all that. And like, uh, if you like know your history, like sometimes even Vince was that was was trying to tap in in certain market and it didn't work out yeah. for him. So sometimes you could feel it like. Me, I, personally, I feel like Montreal is a WWE city. A lot of history happened oh, in that. Is. Like some of the most infamous moment. I'm not going to talk about it because, yeah. I, <laughs> you know. But, Everybody's talked about it yeah, a yeah. thousand times. Yeah, yeah they milked the shit out of it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but you know, like I feel certain market, it's a WWE market. I feel like other markets are more like into the indie style or like AW or, you know. Um like I went to Forbidden Doors in Toronto. Mm -hmm. The way I well, there was definitely a lot of people from out of town, with yeah. a lot of tourists that came to see the show. But like I felt, I felt like Toronto was more of an AW crowd than Montreal was. I could see, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see a lot of people more flying into Toronto for for yeah. an AEW show well, than to fly into Montreal, yeah. and. I don't think there's anything wrong with sticking to the same markets. I yeah. think the issue is once you start to try to travel across, like if you have your base, mm -hmm. then those base will come through all the time. And I don't want to com use this comparison because it is going to sound kind of weird when I use it, but it makes sense when I explain it. NXT, right? Yeah. NXT, the the crowd that goes to that to full not full sale um the performance center mm. it's pretty much you pretty much see the same crowd every week like it's pretty yeah. much the same people in the crowd <laughs> each week yeah but what that also does it generates hype for people that are just watching so when you see them go out to charlotte for example for a pay-per-view those people that went out to watch that show has been watching NXT and they're seeing the crowd react to certain people consistently, right? Like the best, one of the best entrances in 
in all of wrestling at this point right now is Trick Williams. Mm. When you when you when you hear the whoop that trick, like that has now gone way further than I thought it was gonna go because mm. you're so used to just seeing it in that small arena, and now it translated to that pay-per-view, and now more people are starting to to recognize it. Same thing with Swerve. Yeah, Swerve's, Swerve's Swerve entrance. Old. Amazing, right? Like people are starting to do these dances now. Like it's just it's blown up. I think. My my thing is, if they were going to stick with Chicago, let's say they're sticking with Chicago and Florida, they could have had those crowds consistently come through. But then what happens is they try to expand and then go back, right? So when the, when the audience isn't there in those other places, they go back, right? Mm-hmm. And so now the audience in those places are like, all right, this is like the 12th show we saw this year. Like, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's saturated. Like, yeah, uh, and then you're doing four shows in that mm-hmm. same week. Each time you go, like, if you look at a Chicago show, you're looking at a Dynamite, a Rampage, a Collision, a Pay-Per-View. Mm-hmm. Like, each time they go back, and it's kind of like, all right, you're oversaturating that. So if yeah, they did okay. if they did Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, let's just say that, and then they had the Pay-Per-View at a nearby city outside of Chicago, outside yep. of Illinois, actually, you might see way more of a crowd show up to it because now it's like everything isn't, now people aren't picking and choosing which show they want to go to. Yeah. No, I, and I, I agree with you on that. I didn't see it like that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because, um, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put that on the table. Like I, I don't like to compare WWE to AW because like it oh, is for sure. better. So I'm trying to put that on the table. But I'm using WWE as an example for that topic. Um, like WWE, they move city to city. Mm-hmm. Like unless it's a live event, rarely they would come like twice in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, more, more than twice in a year to us uh, in a city, but. The thing, too, I feel like if you don't offer a good product, if you offer a good product, people will come no matter what. Oh, for like, sure. The um, WWE came in a span. They came twice in a span of, like, what, August or September, October, November, December, January, February. In a span of six months, they yeah. came twice in Montreal because... It was at a peak, if I put you in the context, it was at a peak of like bloodline, Sammy mm. Zayn, honorary yeah. oof. It was over. It was a it was like a regular episode of SmackDown in August. Then Triple H was like, you know what? We're coming back for Elimination Chamber in February. Boom. He gave us another SmackDown and Elimination Chamber. So when you got all that to say, when you got something in your hand that you know it's hot, you have a momentum and the city's behind it, especially if it's a hometown guy. Yeah, you're pulling the trigger. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. Like the same thing with um in Chicago when CM Punk made his debut in AEW. That's his hometown. Like they did a couple of tapings there, episode they record some episode there, and then next thing you know, like they came back a couple of months later. Mm-hmm. CM Punk is in a different space. They they have that momentum, it's selling out. But you'll see the difference right away when you don't have a good product. Like we saw it with Vince at one point. Attendance was like, oh yeah, super, it was bad, super duper bad. 
And now AW, they're going through that. I feel like in wrestling, whatever the era or company, there's always dark moment, dark times. I think AW is going through their first dark times now. And now it's like how they're going to get back from that. I, I completely agree. And I think sometimes when you start off a company and it's on such a high, because mm. everybody was talking about it, right? Yeah. And you won you won the Wednesday night battle against NXT and you did all, you did whatever you needed to do. You're on such a high. And at this point right now, and at that point it was kind of like, I think when I look at it, I think the one thing that really hurt AEW Mm. was Cody leaving. That was the first major blow, man. That that was like the first haymaker, if, if I can say it like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was like, was like the first big haymaker because he set the tone to be like, you know what? Hey, I'm the first guy from AW to jump in ship. Yeah, and then on top of that, Jake I think too. he had a bunch of impact impact on the behind the scenes, which I think mm-hmm. is. I think right now they're leaning towards Moxley and Brian Danielson. For, mm. to kind of fill the role that Cody would have filled if he was there. Like, mm. Cody would be the guy to check TK and be like, I think we should do this for this thing, mm. or we should do that, right? Like, it seemed more structured. Mm. And right now, I think at times, Tony Tony Khan is a fan with a billion dollars booking a show. Mm. and that's where there's there's not that many we all hate writer we all hate these writers in wwe don't get it twisted i'm i will i'm i tell people i watch more wwe than i watch AEW, but i commend AEW for the in-ring stuff mm. but we all hate the writers in wwe we look at a segment from last night Seth Rollins and CM Punk from last night's pay-per-view, or I mean, last night's Raw, there was no producers on that. Mm, Straight up a freestyle. Just go out there. They probably talked in the back and said, this is what's off limits, but you can say anything else. They have like a blueprint, like a guideline, because they they know quickly it can go left. It can go anyway. Because of uh, CM Punk and all that, but... yeah. But, like, you looked at that, and that was impactful, right? But it's still structured within where they want it to go. Right Mm. now in AEW, I don't care about the devil. (laughs) And and I have a feeling, like, the devil wouldn't extend it as long as it has, because I think ideally they wanted it to kind of be, like, a turn for MJF back to heel against Cole. Like that's what my thoughts were, but Cole got injured. Mm. So it's like dragging out. I don't really care for it. I look at a guy like, I look at Samoa Joe. The Samoa Joe one was the one that pissed me off the most. And Samoa Joe is my guy. I've been a huge fan of Samoa Joe since TNA at ROH, right? Like Mm. that's my guy. But they they made him beat Keith Lee. And then after he beat Keith Lee, be like, yeah, I'm, re- I'm relinquishing the TV title. So then why beat 
Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Keith Lee was before Keith Lee went up to the main roster in WWE, he was that guy in he NXT. Guy. He was and sabotaging him on the main roster. Though. They sabotaged <laughs> him on the main roster. He left. <laughs> he went to AEW. You thought, all right, this is going to be his shot. A guy his size that can move the way how he moves. You, If you wanted to put him up in a match against Samoa Joe, you could really build that up. You, you had Wardlow. You could really build that. You know what I mean? There was those big guys that can actually move that could go with him. And when I saw that, I was like, all right, just put Keith Lee over. Like, I don't understand, like, or don't do the match at all. Like, just have him relinquish the title. Like, there's no reason for it, right? And it's Mm -hmm. just, it just, it just seems like weird booking. It seems like WWE. Because if I go with the the logic of the booking is to make sure that no matter what it is, like Samoa Joe, uh, Samoa Joe still looks strong. Yeah. To a certain extent, yeah, because now he can put his focus. Because I was talking with a friend, and um, he was like, "Oh, yeah, no, but actually, like, I don't have no problem with it because it's for, uh, it's to make sure that he looks strong and he can fully focus on MJF." They said that I'm like, "Yeah, but like, not to the, ex- not like to the expense of like Keith Lee. He didn't yeah. deserve that, especially Keith Lee. I feel like, like for example, I feel like Swerve had a push to uh, to the expense of Keith Lee." So he was already a victim of that, and he's not being booking, uh, being booked properly. Now this is like, man, <laughs> yeah, I, like how much I, can you damage the guy? Like you know, I I pleaded to say, yo, Keith Lee, please go back with your wife. I know she's not doing much in WWE at this point right now, <laughs> but like, just at least you can travel the road with her, right? Like, like it's just. But then, even if you look at it, like. I understand that logic of keeping Samoa Joe strong. Mm. But then you're looking at who he's challenging, mm. who is wrestling handicap matches as a tag team champion and then defending the title at the end of the... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could have had a match where all, all you're seeing are just belts being hung up by the by the referee. Like, they would have had the TV title, the tag title, the, the world title all being held... Ha- held up like whether he wins or loses you know what i mean like there's too many titles in AEW. too it's kind of like new japan where there's just too many titles to remember who is actually the champion unless you actually watch all the time mm. yeah but but they don't have if you think about it like because uh i was having a convo they don't have as many belts as you think to be honest compared to wwe um they have like well it's just the problem is with the belt is like for example right um the work that orange cassidy did for that uh yeah, the and and international title yeah internet yeah international yeah. amazing like he put that i feel like he put that belt like on the back mm-hmm. that, that he made it like the workhorse belt yeah um compared to the tnt until until christian cage now tnt for me didn't really have a certain value yeah um i feel like the uh trio belt is yeah it's a it's there yeah (laughs) it's it's there the tag the tag scene the tag the tag title is still good no no issues with the tag actually they've been moving like pretty well um they've been booking pretty well i feel the tag scene like yeah 
Yeah, but even solid now, some people are questioning like the uh, Ricky Starks and uh, Big what's his name? Big, Big Bill, um, run. But uh, the 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 TBS, the TBS and the women title. Like now, Tony Storm, like you know, like she's doing the she's doing the best she can, and like. She, I realized on um on Dynamite how, how much it was really over. Yeah, personally, I wasn't a fan of that gimmick. I'm like, man, what the hell is going? Oh, for on? real? You didn't like the gimmick? Not, not at all until I saw it live. Okay, like, I saw the the crowd reaction and like the mannerism in the ring, like the manager we heard, like the um the um the connection that they they have together. You know, like. The flow of her match actually, I'm more. It made me more of a fan of her work now than like probably her prime in NXT. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, I think this might be the most over that she ever been, ever been. Yeah. But the best work that she's done since stardom. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. It's so. it's crazy when you kind of look at it because you're like a lot of these a lot of these people that because if you look at her changing her gimmick she had to overcome which to me might be one of the worst stables of the year which uh, is the outcast oh yeah. man <laughs> the outcast like man so so for her to do that dramatic shift into this mm -hmm. character where it goes into that. The only other person that I could see doing this role as good as she is doing is Chelsea Green. Because that was like, if you watch TNA, when she was uh, going, losing her mind, and then she just kept wearing the bride outfit all the time and all that, like she was just going into madness. Mm. She's the only other person that I could see and that could do this role the way how she's doing. I didn't actually think Tony could do this role as good as she's doing, mm. but she's like, she's surpassed my expectations when it comes to. No, comes big, to big, big time. Big, definitely. I agree with you on that, to be honest. And she but. didn't have a lot of promo time. Cause if you think about it, if you look at when they were doing a lot of their clips and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it was during picture in picture. There was no words. There was no nothing. Like it was just her kind of just doing silent films type situations mm -hmm. while a commercial is going on. So you're more paying attention to the commercial at time than mm -hmm. you're paying to her. But she's made it work so well. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. But the the only thing that is kind of like whack a little bit is just man like the contenders who's gonna be the contenders yeah, yeah. you know um there's no credit i feel like I, I don't like to say that i don't want to use that term but there's no credible contender nobody is being pushed in a way like to be a trip oh absolutely like, it's not a sky blue that's gonna convince me you know it's not a um man who can i name they to be should honest, the only should have done it with chris statlander chris statler when chris statler if they built up chris statler the way how they should have built her up yeah she when she lost that belt to julia hart it would it should have been her stepping up to face yeah, definitely 
Um, so that that's the thing. But I feel like the only women doing her thing, some of her best work now, other than Tony Storm, it's a uh, Athena. Mm, Athena, yeah. Like she could be a nice contender to um Tony Storm. I feel like Athena, she's one of those like she had a bad debut. Oh yeah, for sure. But for like sure. even her, like she's doing what she she's doing what she she have to do by any means necessary. Um, she's she's the other credible contender for me right now. But if you know they who, happen, that's another topic. You know who I would have added to that list if this was a year ago? Mm. Willow Nightingale. Because they Willow, were she won the Owen Hart and nothing happened. Owen Hart that's what her. I'm saying. They built her up for for nothing. But and, you see with Willow, if it was for me, I would book her like as a monster heel. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the gimmick that she have right now, it reminds me of Bailey early, mm -hmm. Bailey, but they didn't push it as much as they did with Bailey. Yeah, but it will reach a point where like she's she's gonna be still. And even the way that her match, like I was looking at her match, I forgot it was. Uh, yeah, it was against uh, Mercedes. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, yeah. And man, like Mercedes Martinez was like bouncing her around and all that. I'm like, how the hell she's dominating like that? Like it should have been like you know, mm -hmm. like they should put her in the same position as Nia Jack. But I feel like she have more potential than Nia Jax, To be honest, Nia, Nia, Nia Jax, like sorry, but like oh, for that. Like her, her promo is terrible. Like <laughs> last night was hard to watch. Guy, it, it was <laughs> like she cut a she cut a promo before um Crown Jewel. Okay, yeah, yeah, with the uh, the other contenders in the rings, always starts and all that. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, yo, they need to cut off the mic. But and on top of that, a wrestling and on well, so far she didn't injure nobody, but she have a history of injuring oh, people. Yeah. So, but if you compare it to Willow, Will, uh, Willow, like she, she, she's her wrestling is on point. She, she have mm -hmm. a better skill set. Um, she have the the physique to like you know being like an imposing threat. But they push her as a face, which is for me super questionable. I thought they were go going to go to that heel turn when they did the mist, when Julia mm -hmm. Hart misted her. I thought that's where they were gonna like capitalize on that and mm -hmm. and turn her heel and turn her into this dominant heel mm -hmm. and then nothing yeah but that that see that that's why i feel the booking is questionable now compared to like the first three years oh yeah a lot there's a lot of stuff that like the the, the continu continuity mm -hmm. is it just gets dropped, and I feel yeah, like, that's why I was saying. That's why I was saying. Cody to me was that was the big missing piece because I think Cody grew up in wrestling. Look at who his dad is, right? Mm -hmm. His dad yeah. is Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, man. If you're it? talking about somebody that can book something well, mm -hmm. that is Dusty. We, we mm -hmm. all remember the the real prime time of NXT. That mm -hmm. was Dusty's show, and there was nothing but long-term stories all that type okay. of stuff so cody cody made sure that if it wasn't the whole show at least his stories that he was involved in was booked properly john john huber rest in peace one of the 
Brody Lee, one of the best uh, debuts, one of the mm. best stories. When you look at the TNT, the TNT title has not really meant as much since uh, the passing of Brody Lee. Facts. Because they would put it on Wardlow. You thought they were building Wardlow. Then Wardlow loses it and gets it back the next week. Like, it was not... It was like that, hot potatoes with the, yeah. the belt at one point. Like, at one point. Until, until Christian Cage. Yeah. So it went Brody Lee to Christian Cage. And in between was kind of like, all right, this title is just there. But when you look at Brody Lee with it, that dog collar match with Cody, classic. Like mm. there was just so much stuff that they did with that. And you just know that Cody had a part to do with it there. Cause he wanted that long-term booking, whether mm. he went over or he didn't. The mm. fact that he never had that, they stuck to that one thing of Cody lost that match and that he wouldn't get another title match while he was in AEW. And he never got another world title match. Which yeah. I don't mind that to be honest. Oh, I thought it was a genius idea when they did it because I was, I thought they would, and I think if he wasn't the guy that he was, you would have seen Tony Khan just randomly throw him into a world title match at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think it was him being like, no, this doesn't go against, this goes against what we originally booked was me losing that match. I can never get a title match. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just that consistency. And, AEW is completely at certain points. The in-ring, you can't question the in-ring. Yeah. Swerve right now is probably doing the best work that he's done since he was an indie oh, wrestler. Definitely. Uh, this guy right now is definitely Swerve. Jay, Jay White, questionable because of that, uh, was it full gear that just passed? Mm. The way that they booked him, though? Yeah. To lose that match, like, man. Yeah. Even that booking. That booking to me was one of the ones where I said, this might be... I had that as one of my stupidest angles of the year. Mm. Just that night. So you're telling me MJF uh, gets taken to the hospital because of a leg injury. Mm. But you're going to replace him with a guy that ha- that's on crutches. You're going to allow that guy on crutches to get to the ring, (laughs) but you're going to have security and the refs try to stop the guy that just, that can walk, Mm. hobbling, but can walk. Mm. You're going to stop him, but allow the guy with crutches to enter the (laughs) ring. I was like, all right, I know you're trying to do this underdog story, all this other stuff, but that was to me, one of the stupidest angles in a pay-per-view for for the year for me. Yeah. No, no, I, I feel you on that. Like, that was a bummer. It's just like, man, like, well, I'm not going to like, well, me personally, like, I'm yeah. not a big fan of Jay White. Like, good wrestler and everything. Like, he got some classic match in New Japan and all that, but I'm not, me, it's just me. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. But it's just like the credibility. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just like, man, not not like that. I, you don't you to be honest, they didn't need need to do that whole angle of the hospital, the crutch and everything. Just do a straight match. It's not gonna kill him to lose. Yeah, it's okay. Like clean lose or like dusty finish, whatever it is, but like not that whole angle. You make him look so much worse yeah. by doing that 
than just having him straight up loose. Exactly. So it's yeah, it's just insane. But we decided we wanted to do this because we wanted to do a Royal Rumble WrestleMania, yes. our early predictions on Royal Rumble and <laughs> WrestleMania. And one of the things that I'm going to use to kind of transition into that comes to the fact of what we were talking about a little bit before when we were talking about uh, Tony Storm and the credibility, because I think that they were all in, pun intended, on trying to get Mercedes money. Mm. And I think with the change that's happened in WWE, with the merger with TKO, Vince no longer running it. Nothing but positive uh, stories coming out. Right now, they're saying CM Punk is the happiest they've ever seen him at this point right now. <laughs> like, that is actually being reported, like news reports are saying. <laughs> like, but, he's walking around and they're feeling happy energy coming from him. And I have a question for you regarding, yeah. like, what, what's your thought? Like, uh, I keep asking, like, the wrestling fan around me about, like, CM Punk, and it's really divided, man. The comeback. Okay, so before he came back and there was all, all those uh, rumors going around that he was going back, my thought was, I don't care because of everything that happened in overall, right? Since... Since not even just the walk, well, yeah, since the walkout, the podcast, the turning on the issues that him and Colt Cabana had, his UFC run, like everything to me just kind of devalued him going back. But I will say that that crowd pop uh. when he came back because. And I said it on the podcast right after I uh, after that that week. I said, Triple H has mastered the art of putting that graphic up and you thinking that the show might be done, but knowing that you still have to watch. It is like WWE, like he's mastered it the way how Marvel's when Marvel movies were like yeah. on top, yeah. that you knew you could not leave until the very until the lights actually came on in the movie theater because you knew there was going to be a mid credit scene and an mm. end credit scene and that's once that crowd pop happened i think i went around and i looked on a few like youtube that people that were reacting like cultaholic and in the clutch like i went to see before they even showed it on raw like i watched it that night and i was like every the hypeness that everybody had the way how that was shared on Instagram instantly, like people that haven't even watched wrestling for a long time were hitting me up like, yo, is CM Punk back in WWE? And I was like, yeah, like I watched it live. And they're like, yo, they went on YouTube. And like that whole hype that happened with it mm. got me back on to him being in there. That mm promo on raw kind of soured like the first promo that he did back mm. i was like uh if this is going to be like the cm punk that there's going to be i don't want it i don't want like a 
try to be edgy punk. Just I need punk just to be punk. Yeah. Which is what we kind of saw on last night's episode of Raw, where he was mm-hmm. like, you get one time to disrespect me. <laughs> 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 like that type of that type of punk you kind of want to see, right? Yeah. Even the yeah. SmackDown one where he was like, I just Roman, like I was the OG Heyman guy. Mm. Like that type of stuff you want to see. Mm. His in-ring, I think he can go in-ring, but I think there's going to be a lot of reliance on some of the stars that he goes against, which is why I think Seth Rollins will be a perfect first person to kind of clash with. Mm. Because between Seth and Osprey, those two people might be the best in the ring at this point right now. Worldwide? Like in the in the in the industry? Like Osprey not in the in not in the industry, but mm-hmm. just signed to the bigger companies. Mm-hmm. Like Brian Daniels, like I I put Brian Daniels in a whole nother boat, right? I put Gunther in a whole nother boat. Like I th- put them in technical wrestlers, right? Okay, okay. I'm saying I'm saying as in that can make the other person look even better than what they yeah. may be doing. It's okay. You're looking at a Seth, you're looking at a Osprey, you're looking at a Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is amazing with that, right? Like AJ Styles, AJ Styles, uh, Darby Allen, because Darby Allen sells his yeah. ass off, yeah. right? Like you're kind of looking at those type of guys. So for him to have a feud against like a Seth first. Mm. That will make everyone, even if he's a little slower, because you saw that he was a little bit slower in AEW. Mm. But that was also against some of the people that they put him up against, right? Like those are like the hybrid. That's the more the independent style of go, 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 go. WWE mm. is more of a safer yeah. style, slower pace. Yeah. And so now he's gonna even he's gonna look a lot better, especially when you have like a Seth in there. Mm. Uh if you if you want to give him a first match against like a Kofi Kingston or a Miz or even a um Giovanni Vinci, like those guys will make him look Yeah, Giovanni Vinci or even uh what what's the name of the other guy in the Imperium uh, again? Ludwig man. Kaiser. Uh, uh Ludwig Kaiser, yeah. Oh man, they'll make him look like a million bucks. A Chad Gable? Yeah, Chad oh man, Chad, man. That's another that's... Yeah. So yeah. like there's I think that because of WWE style, CM Punk is going to look a lot better than yeah. he did in AEW. Mm. No, they're, they're definitely. But it didn't, to be honest, um, except for like his first couple of match. Yeah. Yeah, he really didn't look bad at all, man. He 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 catched up. Bad. Yeah, the first couple matches though. Like when I look over his whole AEW thing, you have to include those first couple matches. Yeah, <laughs> those first couple, couple matches, matches were like that. Yeah, that they like, were rough. He was still riding the wave. Yeah. Like okay, he came back after years and years, this and that. Like, but that that I feel like that um that aspect was was kind of covering his flaws mm-hmm. for a moment. But after a while, he picked up, man. He catched up, and he, he was looking good. Like the series of match against uh, Samoa Joe, yeah. um, MJF. Um, who else? Well, I'm not gonna talk about Moxley, but 
But like he 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 look he looked good, so I'm not worried for him in WWE to be honest. Um, as far as it goes, match wise, but and like you said, Seth Rollins is the best opponent that he could he could have mm -hmm. as a start uh, as a first feud. And no, to be honest, man, like they, he's probably like, well, I'm skipping right away to this because that was the topic yesterday. He announced that he'll be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But it's messing up the cars, man. <laughs> <laughs> Low key, because in a way, I feel like first of all, like I'm putting this on the table. The brands doesn't exist. They're trying to make it seem like there's brand authority and all that. Everybody here once in a while goes to the other yeah. brand, this and that. So for me personally, like the way that I look at it, there's no brand really. So, I feel like Cody is not a, a good choice for him to win the Royal Rumble. So, no matter what it is, either he will win a number one contender elimination chamber match or they'll finish something storyline-wise for him to face Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Just like the way like they looked at each other when they would cross paths. Oh, yeah. Or, and all that. So... Clearly, you see the writing on the, the, the writing on the wall that is going to be night two Roman Reigns versus Cody. That's going to be the main event for sure. So I think um, CM Punk will win the Royal Rumble. Personally, um, I don't see. At first, I was saying Cody, but like with CM Punk saying that, I did the the math and everything. I was like, yeah, CM Punk is going to win for sure. I don't see who else is going to win unless like they made him lose the belt to someone because Damian Priest didn't cash in yet. That's true. He didn't cash in. I feel personally he will cash in. I think he will cash in and he, he'll make it a triple trade just to fuck shit up. <laughs> so my my original thought before Punk came in, I have Punk winning the Rumble. Now, mm. like, I have Punk winning the Rumble and I've been saying for the past three months that I have Cody winning Elimination Chamber. But the way how, what I think would be the smart way to do it and I've said this once on the wrestling podcast and I'm sticking to it. This is like my prediction that I'm sticking to yeah. is you have like solo or somebody like that eliminate Cody from the rumble. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then you have desperate. You do you remember Shawn Michaels being desperate to get that match against undertaker. So he mm. popped out under the, from in the elimination chamber and cost him the belt. Yeah. And that's how you do something like that, where you have the desperation that Cody Rhodes has to get that match. So he, he go like kind of loses his mind. He's no longer, he's no longer just like that. Well-spoken, whatever, right? Like he takes somebody out before, because whoever wins the rumble, most likely that other show will have like the six people that are going to be in the elimination chamber. Yeah. And yeah. then you have a Cody go and take out a heel. So now that the crowd are cheering for Cody, like they see him take him out and then it could be like a Grayson Waller or a Austin theory, Austin theory. I don't want them to bury Grayson yet. I have an Austin theory who qualifies for it. And then Cody takes him out and the crowd is cheering for Cody to go into the ring. And so Cody finds his way into the chamber and that's how he wins, right? Like, I think it builds up that story because then you're building up a dead 
Cody's always been that poised person. Mm. But now you build him up to be that desperate person to finish the story. Mm. And I think that just adds a new layer to his character. Yeah. And then Punk faces Punk. Rollins. Originally, I had Gunther winning Rumble. Really? I had Gunther winning oh, Rumble. To go against Rollins. To go against Rollins, right? Okay. Yeah. And then I would have had him like lose the title to like I don't know. I never really had oh to Gable. Gable finally builds his way back up. But right now it looks like they have Gable in like just a straight comedy role again. His run is over, but he would have been the person I would have like built up to that. Or a Sami Zayn. If you're not getting give Sami Zayn the big title, him overcoming the beat the monster that is Gunther and winning the belt would be just as good at this point right now because Gunther's held the title for what 400 something days now like I don't think it's going to be Sami Zayn it's not going to be Sami at all Sami's take the reports are that Sami's taking time off right now he's he may not even get an injury from what I uh, from what I heard they he requested time off so that's why they did that injury angle on Raw and so he's not that's why he's not advertised for the show in Montreal that's supposed to be in January or February mm. because he's taking that time off. Mm. So there but it would have been nice to see a Gable win that belt cuz Gable deserves for the work that Gable's been doing Gable deserves a title man. He does uh, He does Gable is a good worker. Yeah, he's a he's solid a super worker. duper good worker, but I don't see him going no further than the mid card seed. No, and the problem is that Gunther elevated that title way too much at this point. Like that title was gonna beat Gunther. Like it needs to be like a prospect. Like I would, see, I, I I could see like a Carmelo A's. Yeah, um, if they didn't announce him for the the, the US, US title, it, it's not too late. It's, it's not too. But the, he would be yeah, because he, he he's not officially now they're doing that signing thing between Nick Aldis and yeah. uh Adam Pierce. He might be on raw. We never know. But I I I feel like it would be someone like Carmelo Ace to give him the rub. But you now, just gave me the right person. Were you mm-hmm. saying that just gave me the right person? Ilya. Carmelo, Carmelo Ace if he's if he's the right person? No, I think Ilya Dragonoff. Oh, Ilya Dragunov? Ilya, because they had he, they, they had to keep him for a while in NXT. I don't think they're gonna. They need to him. bump him up. They've been tr- talking about having him join Imperium for like the past eight months. Yeah, but so, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna happen. Nah, not now not that they put Imperium, the belt on. Him. And, I, and I don't think the run that he has right now in NXT. I don't think they're gonna, especially NXT. They're not the the type to play hot potato with with belts. I agree, but I think right now with that wave that Trick is having at this point, if that crowd reaction still continues like that, they might pull an audible, put the belt on Trick, and then you can have Ilya pop up at like a rumble. You know what I mean? Like elevate him there. It's a, it's a weird thing. Right now they're in a weird space. Like WWE yes. is in this weird yeah. <laughs> space where you can kind of see how Rumble will play out. You can kind of see how WrestleMania is going to play out. 
but their prospects right now, now that they're starting to go on the road again, and now they're starting to see crowd reactions and they're starting to see all this stuff. It is weird. It's in such a weird space that you know that these people coming up, there's a real potential for like, if they can maintain that momentum that they're having right now, those builds, a a Carmelo, a Trick, uh, Ilya, um, Braun Breaker, Mm. like they're at this point right now. Yeah, no, they 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 back to um, I would say the golden era of NXT where oh yeah, super jam packed. Like you had like the um, you undisputed era. You had Shinsuke. You had Samoa Joe. You had Drew McIntyre. You had like uh, Andrade. You had like they they came back to that space, which is a good which is a good thing. Oh, prime ricochet in WWE. Yeah, prime ricochet. Um, uh, prime they, DIY, like yeah, prime yeah. DIY man. This FTR, uh, like everybody was the revival. Smoking I mean, Mountain, yeah. uh, and you had so many like now they they back to that prime. I feel with NXT right now. They oh. they they in good hands with Shawn Michael like being there. No, no, they they didn't go him, but I feel like the um the next wave that they're gonna call up, and like they're really gonna oh, make yeah. an impact, def definitely. But even on the main roster now, man, like I feel like it's the most stacked roster uh, uh roster that we had since probably man ruthless aggression. Mm, ruthless, yeah. Because ruthless aggression, if you think about it, man, you had oh, like, you had Brock. Well, Brock didn't stay the whole time, but you had Brock, you had Cena, you had Randy, you had Batista, um, Shelton Benjamin. Even if he was like mid card, but this guy week after week as an uh, intercontinental champion, he was like you know, you had Angle, you had Edge, Edge you Rey had Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, yeah, JB, Prime JBL as a Prime heel, JBL. Taker, <laughs> Taker, like. Yeah, no, nah. you were because were, we were saying that the one thing that you was very rare to see this year, and this was this is when you're when I started to say, like, oh, WWE is going back to what WWE was, was when you looked at uh war games and you mm. saw five, five main event baby faces. Mm. I can't tell you the last time I can remember that you had five over baby faces. Like you all, they always knew how to book heels. Everybody mm-hmm. would, anytime they got to the, that peak, it would be like, all right, let's switch them. We're going to turn them into a heel. It was, you would have them trying to f- push Roman Reigns onto you. All right. Cena was the one that never really turned back heel, yeah. but like they would push Roman Reigns. They would try to, Push John Moxley, but then you would always have Seth Rollins was a heel, right? Like there was never, you can't think of five people that could actually make it. And that was only on Raw. We're not mm. even looking at who are baby faces on SmackDown, right? Mm. Yeah. And I was like, this makes it so much more interesting. Then you brought in a CM Punk mm. on top of that. Then you're going to most likely have, because one of the rumored matches is Brock Gunther at Mania. 
Man, they need to pull the trigger on that, man. They have to. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. But to be honest, I'm sure I'm sure Brock would say yes. Brock is Brock is his own booker. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think that, that would I think a- Brock was waiting to see how WWE looked after Vince was gone. Because Vince was his guy, right? Like mm-hmm. Vince was his guy. But I think if even Brock has to admit. If he came back now for one-off matches or a few small feuds, this might be the time to do it. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't see who after that they can who, who can face Brock other than Gun, uh, Gunther. Nobody at this point. To, for, to, they're not, they're to not gonna run match. it back. They, they're not not they're not gonna run it back with CM Punk. No. I think a one-off is good with them. They had a classic one. Yeah, at SummerSlam. Um, set or oh, they overdid that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not even gonna mention Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, yeah, talk about I think, overdid I think that. But Brock, the thing, he's good with smaller guys. Yeah. So probably who has a smaller guy now that could face uh Brock I, versus Brock versus Jay? Brock versus Jay at this point right now for him being like the main event type guy at this point. Mm-hmm. Outside of the bloodline, mm. makes sense. Brock versus Jay, would they did Cody already? Brock versus this version of McIntyre would be good. They need a proper robber match because it, it damn it happened during COVID, so they yeah. need a proper robber match. So I would agree on that. Yeah, him and him and a Damian Priest would be good. Like. When you're looking at a because you're, I'm looking more of a heel face thing because when Brock comes back, Brock is Brock is face like it doesn't matter what thing. And right now with the whole, unless you like implode Judgment Day, mm. you're looking at that whole thing. You can have him just build up and just destroy, destroy uh, Dominic, destroy JD, mm. have a decent match with. Uh, Finn, because mm. Finn, Finn is as people forget. Finn is a really good worker. Like, it's the booking that didn't. It's help. the book. It's booking did not help him at all. And I'm him flopping lie. like I a thought, fish. I thought they would have. I thought they would have pulled the trigger on set with Finn. I thought I was, happened. I was right there with you. I really thought that myself. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't see. Uh, to be honest, on. Except for Jay and Gunther, I don't see who else because it's it's all first timers, first yeah. time match, first time yeah. ever. That's Drew. the only reason why I said Damien because Damien yeah. is he's big, he can work right, but it doesn't have to be a feud. I'm talking about just a one off match. Like you're looking at these one off mm-hmm. match potentials. There's all these different ones, right? And yeah. then, and then you could have either where, like. Brock destroys Finn. I mean, not, I mean, destroys Damien. And then Finn has a more competitive match. And then, then it just adds on to the, how are you the leader? And I lasted longer than, you know what I mean? Like that type of, that type of like issues to help further the breakdown. I just don't think JD should lose. I don't think Judgment Day should break up just yet. It should be like a slow breakup. Yeah, I know it needs to be a slow breakup because uh well it's gonna bring you to my other question I have for yeah. you, which is actually more interesting than the men's Royal Rumble, because like 
it's unpredictable, but like for sure, Rhea, she's losing at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. That's that's me personally. That's how I see it. That's how I, I think you're gonna too. lose at WrestleMania. Um, Damien at one point he needs to cash in. Hopefully, it doesn't make him like you know like one of those that like had a failed cash in. Um, I think that's what's Finn, gonna happen. Finn is Finn. It's Finn. So you know, Dumb. I think Dumb is in a good position. So not yet. I think after WrestleMania is gonna happen. It's not gonna happen yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But while we're talking about Rhea, my question was, who you think is gonna win the women's Royal Rumble? Because to be honest, that one is the hardest one this year between the men and the women. Because like now we don't know if Charlotte is injured. Yeah, that threw a whole wrench in it. It it kind of like changing the card because you know Charlotte is like the go through. Oh yeah, women right now to main event and all that. Um, but I think I well, man, right now you have Eo is Eo is not gonna stay champion for too long. So I think it's gonna go back to uh, Bianca. The belt's gonna before WrestleMania. The belt is gonna come back to uh, Bianca. Um, Rhea is still gonna be champion by WrestleMania. So me personally, I think because of like the teasing that they've been giving, but I don't think she's gonna win the Royal Rumble. But it's gonna be Becky against Rhea at WrestleMania. Yeah. They've been building that for a while with the back backstage encounters and all that. Um. Man, that I can't see. To be honest, I don't see. I don't have a clear picture. It's the women's division is the toughest one right now. So, because there's nobody that really has, except for Rhea. If you take Aria, you put Aria out of the way. Um, Becky is Becky. She's certified. Yeah. Bianca, she's certified. Um, I don't see right now who has a proper momentum. They're not gonna run it back with the Ashka again, unless they go with like a match of Ashka again, like EO. But I don't think it's gonna happen. To be honest, uh, for the women, for okay, so this is this is kind of my prediction. Yeah. I think we all kind of agree it's gonna be Becky Rhea. Yeah, like, they're I not going to make Becky win a second time in a row. Yeah, I think so. they're going to find a way to make that the match. Yeah. Uh, they both already on Raw, too, so it helps already. Yeah. And then you have Bianca. I think I agree with you. I think Bianca gets the belt back. Mm. And then I th think the flare injury is what messes everything up. Because I think it would have been Bianca Flair. Yeah. And then... I think that was the game plan long term. Yeah. And then I think damage control. Here's my prediction for damage control. <laughs> You're going to have mm. Io, Asuka, Kyrie mm. versus Bailey, Sasha Banks, Jade Cargill. You see, 
I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> That's my prediction from now. I don't think they're gonna add up the way I, I don't think it's gonna happen because then if it's a six women tag match, Jade is not the turn member. Worst because now she's been training. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they were building for a Jade. Versus Flair. The reason I didn't say Jade's name is because they say she wasn't ready. It's it's true. To a certain extent. And yeah. on top of that, but to a certain extent, because we never know with WWE, but I think that the re- the other reason, the main reason, to be honest, I didn't say Jade is because of the Flair injury. Because the, with the encounter backstage, I think they were heading to, and they were heading for, um, Jade versus Flair, but I don't even that I don't think is gonna happen now unless Flair that injury is not as bad as they saying they can still go with that. But if Flair is in good shape, it's gonna be Jade winning the Royal Rumble. My idea before like before all of this, yeah, was when Lyra Valkyrie won the belt from mm. Becky. Mm. You had Jade pop up, right? Mm. And then had Jade win the Royal Rumble pay per view. Mm. And ideally, I was thinking that they would do Jade Bianca, mm. have Bianca win the Rumble and challenge because Charlotte's already done this where she, where so you're going to make Jade lose right away? No, no, no. Have Bianca have Jade go over on Bianca, right? That was oh, original okay. originally what I was thinking, right? Yeah. Have Bianca win the rumble and and then think. But like the women's I will say this. I think they have built up the women's division so well. Mm. Not just on the main main roster because right now they're kind of all in the same pot, right? Like you kind of mm-hmm. have Oscar, Oscar, EO. Well, we already know there's like levels, right? You have yeah. Bianca, you have Flair on SmackDown, and then you have Damage Control like underneath there. Then you have mm-hmm. like the Shotzi and yeah. Zelina underneath there. But then when you look at uh, NXT. I sat down there and I thought about it after deadline and I was like, we're looking at a Nikita Lions coming back now. We're looking at um Kiana James just going over. We're looking at a Cora Jade coming back after the belt. You know what I mean? And now and now Tiffany if they're trying to in. Yeah, Tiffany, Tiffany, if if at one point I was thinking it should be Charlotte Tiffany. Because I don't think they're keeping Tiffany down there much longer. Tiffany is Tiffany's on her way up. Mm. So I was thinking a Charlotte Tiffany match. I was thinking a Bianca Jade match. Becky Rhea, but this injury to Flair throws a real wrench in it. If it's a serious injury, if it's not a serious injury, I think you you'll see Bianca Charlotte. But if it is a serious injury, I don't know where they go. So you're gonna when when you think they're gonna debut, they're gonna debut Jade at the Royal Rumble. Jade's Jade's debuting at the Rumble. Yeah, they, she can debut at the Royal Rumble depending if she's ready. But if she debuts at the Royal Rumble, I think she wins. She's right? winning. 
Because she, after that, I don't see the proper timing to debut her. The only other time to debut her would be that Monday after the Monday, the Raw after Mania, as the return of the big returns, like big call ups. Because remember that used to be the thing when we when we when it was Prime NXT. Yeah, that was the thing that we everybody used to watch, and then for the past couple of years, it's kind of fallen off where people yeah, are like. Yeah, so that would be like the return of of that, but Rumble would have to be where she debuts. Yeah, that, you, that, that, that's the perfect timing. Yeah, and she has to throw out Anaya Jax by herself. Yeah, I, I think they got to make her look like a monster. Yeah, she has to and throw out a Raquel Rodriguez and Anaya Jax by herself. Like, mm-hmm. no, no help, because those are considered the monsters of of the division at this point yeah oh man we are gonna put a plug on this right now there's we've talked about wrestling for about an hour (laughs) and 20 minutes um but this is not the last of our episodes we are gonna come back and do some more um maybe might find a way to do like uh right after like a ple pay-per-view yeah, type thing or something like that uh, we'll, f- we'll, f- we'll 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 figure, figure out the out. schedule we'll figure <laughs> out the schedule you know clarence is over there in montreal i'm over here yes, in calgary so. but thank god for the power of technology we yes, are yes. able to do this whatever <laughs> we can so um clarence let them know what you're working on at this point what stuff do you got to promote uh man as usual uh rhythm and brunch uh rhythm and brunch we back in february 25th uh, for the people in Montreal listening, make sure you get your ticket. Even people from Calgary, we have people coming from out of town. We never know. For sure. For sure. <laughs> we and never I, know. Been... We have people from Ottawa pulling up, people from Toronto pulling up. Yeah. You know, we never know. We never know. So February 25th, uh, the brunch is back. Um, if you listen, make sure um follow the page. Um, welcome to RNB. The letters RNB. Welcome to RNB. And um, stay tuned uh, when uh, the tickets are out. We'll let you know. Dope, dope, dope. And yeah. as for me, you can catch a bunch of the podcasts on the Fresh Take Network, the Your Wrestling Podcast. Like I said, this is a special edition. This will be added to the Fresh Take Network mm. um, drop as Your Wrestling Podcast. But we got Your Wrestling Podcast. We got the 7K Podcast, the ISO Podcast. And then shout out to the Not So Soft Podcast. We got to get you on the Not So Soft soon. Yeah, uh, That's like our music and culture one. So I'll I'll bring you oh. on to that one there. Oh. Especially right. when there's like a real dope R&B drop. I, I got you. I'm going to hit you up. <laughs> all right. All right. And then Keeping Up With The Senator. That's the reality podcast. I'm about to do a solo one tomorrow and that's going to come out on thursday just giving you a recap a bunch of the reality shows i've been watching but uh clarence where can they hit you up yeah um you guys can hit me up on who is mr cool on instagram mr mr cool and uh but i forgot to um some people from my team they're doing this amazing podcast called buzzer beaters buzzer beaters podcast um yeah, we can say yeah, we 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 on the way. Number one sports podcast. We gotta feel confident about dope, it. We, dope, we dope. just came back in the game, so follow. Welcome to BBP. Uh, welcome to BBP on um, IG, and we're dropping a weekly episode every Wednesday. It um is mainly in French, but uh, we speak in English too, and all that and everything. So 
Look yeah. at that. We're reaching out to all the bilingual people in around the world. And then as for me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Senator. That's D-A-S-E-N-A-T-O-R. And don't forget to check out soundcloud.com slash the Senator. I just released the Just Dance mix. It is pretty much what you would consider club openers from mm-hmm. the 90s to now. So it's an hour and 10 mi- minute mix just with like those club openers. So go check it out. Yes. And we will be back soon. Don't worry. We will give you a next episode soon. And we are going to get Mr. Cool Clarence on the actual Your Wrestling Podcast soon too. So you're going to hear him on there too. So from for me and Clarence, we wish y'all safe and Happy holidays if we don't talk to you before before the whole holiday season. Really yeah, man, definitely the guys out there. Be safe out there. Have a nice holiday. Show love to your people. Yeah, man. Exactly. And we are out. Peace. Yeah.